home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops, Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight 6 to 10, more like 6 to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on a Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now we has got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy Oh, hello, and welcome into the Rich Keith Show Here on Thanksgiving Eve a full tank program on WEEI, meaning we have you all the way up until 10 o'clock tonight. Lots to get to. You can uh, dial us up at any point, 617-779-7937. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show. You can also jump in the Twitch chat. Hello to everybody in the Twitch chat. Just follow WEEI. Get all the programs right there. And uh, this is a big night for the old high school reunions. That's People right. get back together. That's right. Maybe you haven't seen somebody in 5, 10, 15 years. But tonight's the night. Can I say something? Of Rich? course you can. Yeah, we have four hours. Say whatever you want. This is kind of making me mad. This being, for the for the listener. The Christmas tree What's wrong in with the studio. Yeah, I like it. And when we, we were talking about lights and, and Christmas lights last night, yeah. not until the day after Thanksgiving. Too early, you're saying. It's just a little too early. Let me have my turkey. Let me right. digest. Here's the thing. I'm guessing whoever was in charge of putting the Christmas tree up in the studio will not be here until at least next Monday. Okay, that's fair. That's my guess. That's and so fair. they're like, we got to get this stuff in there, and then they can take even a few more days off. Because there is such a thing as too late. There so is definitely too late. So I understand that. Yes. I would, I would, not to start the night on a big fight, but I would rather go a little early with the Christmas stuff than a little late. Drop would, the gloves. <laughs> Drop the gloves. You son of a, like, I'll, I'll turn on, I'll listen to the old Christmas tunes. I've already listened to some tunes this week. Oh, yeah, you're a rebel. I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing Christmas trees, you know, yeah. in like Home Depot four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Yeah. Well, that's a bit, they're always way too early with every holiday at all, all yeah. the places, like yeah. whether it's the candy or but whatever I feel like else, it but. gets worse every year. I know. Pretty soon it'll be in June. That's true. But yeah, I don't know. The Christmas tree. Would you rather have, on a Would You Rather Wednesday, would you rather have two Christmases a year or two Thanksgivings a year? 61777. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're both great. Now, the problem is it'd be tough to have two Thanksgivings a year spaced out because it is so, you know, revolved around football. And so you couldn't throw it in like May and we're all sitting around watching baseball it wouldn't have the same mm, feel yeah no no football and thanksgiving november just goes together kind of, kind of the thing and so celtics and bruins are in action uh tonight as well so we'll be uh keeping our eyes on all of those of course a lot of uh patriots and mac jones discussion this is uh stiz and i's last show uh until next monday so this will be our final time to discuss uh patriots giants and what uh many are calling a must lose week at least i'm calling it that 
I think it's it's kind of caught on to this point. Uh, but before we get to uh, Mac Jones, who spoke, he had a press conference today. And, man, this guy, just a tough, tough spot to be in on and off the field for him. And it's getting borderline because I feel like every time Fitzy and Hart, they're asking me, like, do you feel bad for this guy yet? Do you feel bad for this guy yet? It's getting there. It's really, it's really, it's pushing it. I'll say that. But I do want to start Celtics-Bucks because I'm excited about this Celtics-Bucks matchup. This is the, uh, you know, Drew, Drew Holiday revenge game. That's what it is. I still think it's a great question, and it came out early on after the trade when when Milwaukee acquired Damian Lillard. And they had to send, because of the contract and everything, they had to send Drew Holiday out to Portland. And they probably were smart enough to realize, like, Portland's not going to hold on to him. Portland is in a rebuild mode. You know, they got Scoot Henderson there, the number two pick in the draft. Like, they don't need a veteran guy. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. And so, would Milwaukee have still done this trade if they knew Drew Holiday was going to end up on the Celtics? Because give Brad Stevens a lot of credit, and I have given him a lot of credit on the show. He has found ways to make these tra- like, trades that he didn't think were really possible, flipping this guy, that guy, everything else. Like, it's been pretty remarkable what he's been able to do to the roster. And... Would Milwaukee have still done it? I think yes. Like, as much as they like Drew Holiday and as much as he is an upgrade for this Celtics team, it's still Damian Lillard. Like, Damian Lillard's a top 10 player. I know he's had some good games, some bad games so far this year. They're trying to figure things out, are the Bucs, but they've won five in a row. So it seems like they are on their way to figuring things out. Giannis is having another typical Giannis season, 30 and 10. He'll be getting MVP votes, first team all NBA. I would guess Lillard starts to figure it out. But with Drew Holiday, like, talk about going to the absolute best spot. You know, you get your team trades you, your team that is a title contender, despite what happened to them in the first round last year, and then your team trades you away, and for, like, a hot minute, you're on one of the worst teams in the league. And then next thing you know, you go to a team that I think is even better than the team that you were on, which is already one of the two or three best teams in the league. Now he goes to the Celtics. He seems like a great fit. Last couple of games, though, he's had some questionable things. I mean, he had the two missed free throws. Those are huge free throws that he missed last game. And even in the Memphis game, I kind of bailed out. He went to the hoop, missed, and then Memphis had an opportunity to uh, to win the game, and Porzingis got the block shot, kind of bailed uh, Holiday out a little bit. But Drew Holiday had shoot-around this morning, was sort of asked about how he feels about going up against his former team, a team that he won uh, a title with just a couple of years ago. I think that they got what they wanted. So I can't, I can't be mad at that. Uh, warning would have been cool, but other than that, you know, I'm, I'm in the best place that I can be to, to compete against them, which for the top, top team in the East and, and hopefully top team in the league. So I think it's a good answer, but does that sound like a guy that's just completely over it, like it's like a nothing thing? I don't think so, and I don't think he should be. Like he starts out by just by, talk, by addressing Lillard, so he says this. I think that they got what they wanted. All right, they got what they wanted. I don't know, that to me has like a little bit of a little snarl to it. A little passive aggressiveness yeah. in there. And then especially the next line. This, the next line. Yeah. So I can't, I can't be mad at that. Uh, warning would have been cool, but. Warning would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's obviously a, a cutthroat league like they all are. We always talk about it in the, uh, the NFL because like the contracts aren't guaranteed and guys get cut at a drop of a hat. In the NBA, you know you're getting your money. However, like Marcus Smart, when he got traded, he thought he would. You're like, they told me I wasn't going to get traded. And then he gets dealt. And if you're Drew Holiday, you're thinking, you know, the Damian, there was not much smoke 
around the Milwaukee Bucks with Damian Lillard. Like, that one kind of came out of nowhere. It was all about Miami Heat, Miami Heat, Miami Heat. That's where Lillard wants to go. That's where the Heat want. Like, they're going to get it done. They're, gonna, they're the only team offering them anything. And then credit to the Portland Trailblazers GM, which you don't see this very often. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. It's like, wait a minute. NBA players get what they want all the time. They get whatever they want. Uh, not this time. Now, he ends up in a good spot. So, like, let's not say, like, oh, that he sent them off to, a, like, the worst team in the league. He sent them off to a great team. But he wanted to go to Miami, and now he's going to Milwaukee. Just, you know, living on planet Earth, like, that is a – those are different locations. Those are those are sort of different, uh, you know, off-the-court situations. But he's at a, he's on a good team. He goes there. It also allowed the Bucks to re-sign Giannis. But I can imagine Drew Holiday, who for the last few years has been the second-best player, you know, I guess depending on how you feel about Middleton, but Holiday's definitely in the last couple of years been better than Middleton. Middleton's dealing with injuries and everything else. And all of a sudden, you're gone. And so both the Celtics and the Bucks, who fell short last year, they both lost to the Miami Heat in the playoffs. They both, to their credit, didn't just say, ah, we were that close, let's just roll the balls out again. Now, they made some pretty drastic changes. I mean, the Celtics have two new starters. The Bucks have Damian Lillard. So it is a uh, it is completely different, and I, I'm I'm pumped to see this matchup. And I think, really, fingers crossed that this is the Eastern Conference Finals. I know Philly is going to have something to say about it. Right now, Celtics have the best record in the East. Milwaukee and Philly are tied for second. I mentioned Milwaukee has the uh, five game winning streak going, and then after that, you have like the Heat, the Magic, the Pacers, like really a bunch of nothing teams. I think it's a two team race. If you want to make an argument for Philly, I suppose. I mean, without Harden and without Doc Rivers, maybe more importantly, they're they're probably better off. They're a little bit scarier. Nick Nurse has won a title. Embiid's nasty, and and, and if Maxi plays as well as he's been playing, they might be all right. But really, want Celtics Bucks, both teams healthy in a seven game series. And I think the Drew Holiday stuff. I mean, he he could only hide it so much, right? Like I think warning would have been cool, but yeah, I think I think oh yeah, you can only hide it so much. He wants to play really well. And just that matchup, Holiday and Lillard, is going to be great. And we talk a lot about how good the Celtics are defensively in the backcourt. And so a guy like Damian Lillard, as good as he is, maybe this is a matchup where the Celtics can kind of slow him down a little bit. And then they haven't really gotten a ton from other guys. Middleton's not what he was from a couple of years ago. Uh, Beasley can knock down a bunch of threes, and Beasley's solid. But the third leading scorer on the Bucks right now is Bobby Portis, who comes off the bench, averaging like 13 a game. So it's very, very top-heavy with, with Giannis and Lillard. And we'll see how the Celtics uh, match up against them. But I'm very excited about it. Also, how does Jalen Brown respond after what was a rough game the other night? Couldn't throw it in the ocean. Took, a, a I would say, an ill-advised shot towards the end of uh, regulation. So... How does he bounce back? Jason Tatum had a couple of games that weren't great, and then he followed that up with a 45-point outburst and was fantastic. So how does Jalen Brown respond today? So Celtics are on the board if you want to uh, hit on them, but also we'll turn our attention to the Patriots at 617-779-7937. It's a must-lose on Sunday, and will Mac Jones be the starter? They still haven't come right out and said it, but can you read between the lines? with what Mac Jones had to say. Also, we'll do some baseball at 820. Rob Bradford, kind enough to join us tonight, talk about baseball free agency, a lot of big, big names 
out there. So, again, you can join us here on a full Tang Rich Keefe show on the night before Thanksgiving. Right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now. Celtics back at it tonight at the TD Garden. They're hosting the Bucks. Tip-off at 7.30. Milwaukee, the second team in the East right now. Celtics the first. Celtics looking to bounce back after a tough loss in Charlotte on Monday night. Jason Tatum has been listed as questionable for tonight's game with an illness non-COVID related. We will keep you updated on Tatum's game status. Drew Holiday was traded to Boston from the Bucks, so it will be interesting to see how he does tonight. Bruins also in action. Tonight, they remain on the road in Florida to face the Panthers. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Panthers on a little bit of a roll lately. They won, they've won. they won seven of their last eight games. The Bruins beat them 3-2 in overtime in their first matchup this season back in October. Your Boston Bruins currently 13-1-3. and And the rain forced the Patriots to move their second-to-last practice of the week indoors today. Patriots had perfect attendance on their active roster. The lone absence was wide receiver TJ Luther from the practice squad. Our own Patriots beat writer Mike Cadlick was down at Gillette Stadium. Cadlick said that tackle Trent Brown was at practice, but didn't do much during the stretch period that he saw. Trent Brown is currently rehabbing both ankle and knee injuries. Pats get ready to head to New York to face the Giants. Kickoff Sunday at 1 p.m. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Or Ritz Keefe Show coming up. can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on W-E-E-I. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, W-E-E-I. Good luck to everybody out there if you're going to a uh, reunion of sorts tonight. Hopefully you're doing a lot better, looking a lot better than your enemies from uh, years past. Maybe you haven't seen them in a while. You want to, uh, you know, show off just, you know, how, how well you're doing. Or maybe even lie about it. You can probably lie about yeah, it. They're not gonna, lie. They're not going to really, you know, fact check you. But yeah, everything's great. I'm doing awesome. You should see my house. It's amazing. It's For me, best. it's the Stiz Grimy show from 6 to 10 on WE. Stiz Grimy. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're on 6 to 10 every night. So, I mean, you're not lying about that. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to everybody out there. If you want to take a, a little break from the bards, you can always join us as well. 617-779-7937. Uh, we did start Celtics if you want to hit on them. Big game against the Bucks tonight. Uh, what I'm calling the Drew Holiday revenge game. We're also calling the Patriots game a must-lose. Lo- uh, must yeah, must-lose week. And how about this? Seth Walder, who is an ESPN sports analytics writer. We're really diving in here. He has this little nugget for you. Chance to earn a top two pick in the NFL draft, depending on week 12 result per ESPN analytics. If the Patriots win on Sunday, they only have a 9% chance of a top two pick. If they lose, they have a 38% chance. And it's similar, It's actually better for the Giants. If the Giants win, it goes to as eleven percent. If they lose, it goes all the way up to forty-seven. And that's why it's it's even more of a must-lose because, and of all the teams remaining on the Patriots schedule, this is the only one that is in your neighborhood when it comes to bad, like uh, you know, potential top three pick. I'll even add top three. I know the uh, Seth Walder there went just top two. 
I think the top three are going to be super important. You know, last week we uh, played some Todd McShay audio where he was really laying it on thick about the top three picks, and then there's a drop-off. Like, every draft, it's always a little bit different. You know, in the NBA this year, it was all about Victor Wambayama, but, like, Scoot Henderson was pretty good. Brandon Miller was pretty good. So, like, you had some guys after Wambayama that you were, you were really going after. I feel like in this draft, it's the two quarterbacks, even though they're not perfect, and then the wide receiver, who might be perfect, he just doesn't play quarterback. So Marvin Harrison, who knows where he'll get picked, first, second, or third. But if you're looking at it as it stands right now, Carolina has the worst record. Their pick goes to the Bears, so they are number one. The Arizona Cardinals are two, but I think there's a real chance that with Kyler Murray, they win a couple games, like the rest of the way, and they fall in the draft to like five, six, somewhere in there. I think that's. I think it's. A, they have much more of a chance now than they did before, and then the Patriots are the only other two-win team currently. Then you have the Bears, the Giants, and Tennessee. How about how bad is Tennessee now? They've lost three in a row. Those teams all have three wins. And then you get to like a ton of teams that have four wins. And I I don't think you really need to worry about those teams right now. I think there's probably like six teams fighting for the top three. Carolina, who again doesn't even have their own pick, that one for sure is gonna go uh that was going to the Bears. That feels like it's a, a lock for a top three maybe even top two, the way that they're playing. But that's what's on the line for the Patriots. And then the question goes back to who is going to be the quarterback? Who is going to be the quarterback for the New England Patriots? I still think it's going to be Mac Jones. I know he's been benched three times this year. I know that uh, you know the, the Germany game was one of the wildest things we've ever seen where he gets benched and they still have a chance to win the game and it's a two-minute drill and here comes Bailey Zappi, cold as ice, like, hey, go out there and win this one for us. I still think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think they, as much as they've jerked him around, I think they can't stand the backups. I mean, they cut Bailey Zappi. They showed you how they feel about Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, even in the Raider game, wasn't even the team's backup. That was the weird situation with Malik Cunningham. So I don't think they like Bailey Zappi. I think if you were listening to Bill O'Brien earlier in the week, I would eliminate Will Greer from it. Although what's funny is Devin McCourty was on the Greg Hill Show this morning, and as much as I eliminated Will Greer based on Bill O'Brien saying, yeah, my job is to get the guys ready, whether it's Mac or Bailey. And, like, that's what he said. You're like, so is it just Mac or Bailey? Like, I know in practices you don't have time to get three quarterbacks ready to go for the game, but I really don't think it's going to be Will Greer. That's who I would go with because I think at least he's sort of an unknown for this team. I'm like, let's let's see what it is. Let's see what you got in this guy. Maybe he could be your backup going forward. But this was Devin McCourty. Uh, on the Greg Hill Show this morning. Who's your starting quarterback on Sunday? Oh, um, I, honestly, from like looking at some of the reports, I think it's going to be Will Greer. Um, I really? think wow. all of the yeah, I think all of the media portions has been um, um, Bailey, Bailey, and Matt going back and forth, taking the first team reps. Um, but I think I think that they're doing that to like make sure no one knows. Um, but I think, you know, to bench Mac in that last game in Germany against the Colts with two minutes left, uh, I just think they've seen a lot of Zappy. They've seen a lot of Mac. Will Greer is the guy that they really haven't seen much, and he's a professional. Uh, he's been in the league for a while in different situations. Um, I think there's a chance he starts Sunday. Man, I, I got to hope he's right, but I would be shocked. Again, based off Bill O'Brien. And then 
how pathetic is it if they're doing these first team reps between Mac and Bailey for the media portion, and then as soon as the media leaves, they're like, let's throw Will Greer in there. It's like you're two and eight. You're going up against another trash team. There's no big mystery. It's not like, oh, my God, the Giants didn't prepare at all for Will Greer. What are they going to do? I bet they'll be fine. I, be- I bet they'll be just fine. Their defense actually looked pretty good last week against the uh, Commanders. They uh, caused six turnovers in the game. But I think it's going to be Mac Jones. That was even my take uh, all the way back Sunday night. I, I hopped on with Andy Hart on the postgame show for a minute, and it was like, he was kind of talking about how this has got to be the end for Mac Jones. I'm like, yeah, you would think if they didn't bungle the backup quarterback situation all season as badly as they have. This goes back to the beginning of the year. This goes back to Trace McSorley and Matt Corral and Ian Book and then Malik Cunningham and Bailey Zappi, who he caught. Like They, they didn't like any of those guys. They, they were available for the rest of the league. Nobody wanted them. And then they keep trotting out Mac Jones. Also, it feels like Robert Kraft definitely wants Mac Jones. And if that's the boss, then you're going to get more Mac Jones. As for Mac Jones, here's some of his press conference from uh, earlier today where he's asked straight up if he's starting on Sunday. Are you starting Sunday? hope so. I mean, that's the plan. I think I always work really hard for that. Um, really put a lot of attention and detail into the week like I talked about. And um, a lot of that decision-making is things I can't control, but... I can't control my attitude and my effort like I talked about, and I'm really thankful overall just to be in the NFL and be playing quarterback You know, on Thanksgiving, right? Um, it's a great week to be grateful for a lot of things and to play this game, the, uh, the game we love together. I think that means a lot to me regardless of the situation. Well, I mean, what a mess. So either he doesn't know he's the starter or he does know that he is or isn't and is being told not to tell anybody. Like, let's let's mess around with this guy even more. Like, he's already broken, I suppose. So, like, how can you, can you break something more? Like, once once you smash a, uh, a priceless Ming vase into a bunch of pieces, I guess it doesn't really matter how many more pieces that you smash it into. Because that's what it is now. Like, so now he has to go up there and do these, like, mental gymnastics to be like, are you starting? Well, I hope so. That's the plan. Well, the plan is that you hope so, or the plan is that you are, or, like, you just can't say. I mean, man, they're making it. They're making it impossible. And it's not cute, by the way, when a coach or a team is so secretive about their starter when you're one of the three worst teams in football. It's like, I don't know. We're not going to tell you who it is. It's like, do you know who it is? And if you don't know who it is, I feel like that's a problem. If you do know who it is and you don't want to share it, that also feels like a problem. Like, do you have any confidence in that guy at all? Just a disaster. Like, add it to the long list of reasons why this season has been a big-time disaster. Here's more uh, Mac Jones. You, know, you said you, you think that's the plan. Is that your plan or what do you think your team's plan is? Um, we'll see, right? I mean, we've had those conversations, and like I talked about, just focusing on the controllables and being where my feet are is very important. Um, and, and at the end of the day, like I said, I'm thankful to, to be here, to be the quarterback, and I'm going to continue to work hard and put in the hours every day. Um, that's all you can do and, and see where we're at. Yeah. Be where your feet are. Is yeah. it possible? I was thinking about this last night. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that in Bill's mind, he wants to limit the amount of noise surrounding the game, right? So if he comes out and he says, Max, our quarterback, all week, everyone, oh my God, Max, blah, blah, blah. it should be Will, it should be Malik, it should be, ba- you know, yeah. Bailey. And then if he says it's Bailey Zappi, 
It's the same. Oh, it should stick stick with Mac. We want to take, you know, so it's like, I wonder if he's like, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to limit the noise. That that could be his thought. I feel like the opposite ends up happening because all week we're talking about now. It's a weird week. Like, it feels like Friday. It's Wednesday and whatever. So they're not going to have as much people talking about it over the next couple of days. But I feel like it's always a question. So, like, Mac Jones, every time he speaks, Bill Belichick, every time he speaks, Bill O'Brien, every time he speaks, you got to spend half your press conference talking about, are you the quarterback? Are you not? Like, how many reps are you getting? Like, I think it becomes more of an issue. Whereas, like, in New York, for example, if uh, Robert Sala didn't say that Tim Boyle is going to be the starter and, like, Zach Wilson's benched, it'd be it'd be more of a circus. It'd be like, are you yeah. sticking with this guy? Are you not sticking with this guy? Like, what's the plan? What's the plan? And then you put the players and, the and like, all the other guys that go up there, like Hunter Henry, like Jelani Tavai, he's on this morning, too, talking about, like, yeah, I mean, whoever it is, we'll support him. I just think it's I think it's a tough spot to put the rest of the team in. You've asked this question before this week, yep. but I'd be shocked if the players truly didn't know. Yeah, they kind of have to, especially the offensive guys. Like Andy was saying last yeah. night, this is football. Like right. this is something like where these players kind of need to know what's going on. So yeah. I'd be shocked if they didn't know. And I bet it's just listen, you don't say anything. That's the that's right. the you know. That's and if move. it's up in the air at all, I feel like what are what a misuse of your practice time over the last two weeks. Like, if, if you really were going to turn it over to Bailey Zappi or turn it over to Will Greer, like uh, Devin McCourty's thought, give them as many reps as possible. Like, there's no rotating reps when you're trying to get a backup ready to go. Like, the one thing about having the bye week, it's like that, that's, a good, that's as good a time as any in season to change the quarterback. And if they're all, like, splitting reps, like, what the hell's the point of that? A wise man once said you can't get two quarterbacks ready, just one. That's right. That wise man, of course, be Bill Belichick. I don't know if he remembers saying that, but Andy Hart certainly remembers him saying that. You know, It was a good tweet that he had uh, yesterday. A wise man also once said, what the hell is even that? <laughs> and that's how I would feel Very about true. this whole Patriots quarterback situation. Uh, let's open it up to the phone, 617-779-7937. Steve's in Fall River. He joins us next. Hey, Steve. I'm calling from Mac Island, by oh, the way. It's got to be lonely, Steve. Got to be too much longer. Got to be lonely. Yeah, the power is very spotty. I bet the uh, last restaurant closed. Right, and uh, the gas station says they're down to three more cars worth of gas. Uh huh. In the meantime, could one of you look up Bailey's Zap? Excuse me, Mac Jones's stat line. And feel free to break in any time during the, my conversation. How long is this going? Uh, the the biggest. The biggest, well, I don't think it take you that long. Okay, he was 15 of 20. For when? When are you talking 20 about? in when? this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mac Jones Last was game. 15 of 20. Repeat, 15 of 20. Okay. Not 5 of 20. And Dan Olowski said he only had three throws where his feet were straight. Well, that's his best friend, so I would did take I repeat, that with a grain of salt. I would take that with a grain of salt. Of 20. Yeah, how about that throw did in the I end met, zone? Did, did you watch the throw in the end 20. zone? That that fifteen to twenty, I like you can pat you can pad completion percentage stats all you want. Look at college football; guys do it all the time. They complete ninety percent of their passes. That's not the most impressive thing. Does he ever throw the ball down the field, Steve? Yes, no. he threw no, he the ball down no. the field to this guy Riga over seventy yards. Hit him in the hand, and he yards. dropped it. Okay. So he. The ball was seven. It was a couple of games ago. He threw a ball to this. So, Steve, let me just – let's boil it down to this. You're still, you're still a Mac, Mac Jones guy. Jones, you're the only one out there, and it's because you know, he went 15 of 20. Mac, like, come on. That's a tough argument. Mac, jo- Mac Jones is not broken. Oh, my God. Yes, Bill he Belichick is. Bill Belichick cannot break. Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is broken. 
Right. Robert Kraft is broken. All right, that could Robert be true, Kraft too. Robert thought this team was going to be better yeah. than it was. Those could all be true. He thought this team was going to be better than we all did. Yeah, but Mac Jones has they the yips right now, Steve. optimistic in the offseason. Yeah, no, but those, that's a separate issue. I'm with you. Those guys, those guys uh, were delusional about what they thought the team was going to be, but I feel like you're also right, so delusional me, in me, Mac Jones. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something what's hard to determine. Okay. It's hard to determine when the team around a quarterback sucks because we all want to look at the quarterback. So I'm going to bring you to Tom Brady. Twelve right. and four in his last season, right? Okay, sure. Twelve and four. Okay. But he was pouting. Remember? I do. Yeah. How do you do in that playoff game? They lost. How do you do in that playoff game? They lost because his team around him sucked. And his favorite reporter said to him, "Are you coming back to the Patriots? I can't." win with this well steve unless they're going to swap out the other 10 guys on the field i feel like mac jones is a part of the problem he fits in with a lot of the guys on the team a lot of the old linemen suck a lot of the wide receivers suck a lot of the tight ends suck the quarterback also sucks like i'm not going to hang my hat on he was 15 and 20 like all right but when the throws mattered the most what was he doing he tried turning it over i feel like the five incompletions all could have been picked like he has had some horrible throws this year He's also like he he has the football yips. It's much more common in, in baseball, but now like now Mac Jones never had the strongest arm to begin with. But now you look at some of his throws. He is so afraid to throw a pick, which usually leads to picks. He's afraid to get hit, which leads to you know the bad offensive line play. But you know what? Toughen up. You're a quarterback in the NFL. You're gonna you're gonna get hit. So I think he is uh, he is he's broken. And if you disagree, like I guess I'm not sure what to tell you. I know you've been watching all these games like everybody else. I mean, that that uh, he's had so many games where we've talked on Monday. You're like, is that the worst game we've ever seen of him? Is that the worst throw we've ever seen? Is that the worst throw you've ever seen in an NFL game? Like, those are real questions we've had for Mac Jones. So I'm not trying to fix them. I feel like, you know, if anybody who wants to fix Mac Jones, you're trying to surround him with, like, the all-decade all team. Like, you, he needs to be with everybody who's good. And then you're like, okay, any NFL caliber quarterback would be good in those situations. Uh, let's go to Adam and Lowell. What's up, Adam? Hi, can you hear me? I sure can. Um, I'm thinking that the reason why they keep putting Mac out there is because they are team. They might be afraid that if Bailey Zappi goes in or, or Will Greer goes in, they might do better. So... They want that pick. All right, you know what, Adam? It's as good a theory as any at this point. Keep Mac in, more likely to lose games. If you are embracing the, the old tank, are you afraid a backup quarterback could provide a little bit of a spark? But you think M- Bailey Zappi's better than Mac Jones or Will Greer is mm-hmm. better than Mac? I don't know. I don't think, like, at the beginning of the year, those guys were better than him. But I wonder, like, if you just keep, like, Mac Jones isn't as good as he once was. Right. So like you're not always at the same level. Like players get better, players get worse. Like he's gotten worse. So has he at least gotten into the same conversation as those other guys? And sometimes, you know, you see it with that when head coaches get fired, the next guy comes in, and even if that head coach in the long run isn't better, or the backup quarterback in the long run isn't better, maybe they provide enough of a spark to win a game. Now, I don't think that's why they're doing it. I think it's more Robert Kraft loves Mac Jones. I think they're stubborn because he's a first-round pick. And if you bench a first-round pick, and I mean like bench-bench, not bench in-game. I mean he's no longer starting even though he's healthy. Now you're also saying we screwed up that draft. That's a good point. A lot of their draft picks have been just horrible, or they've gotten worse. Like the 2021 draft 
for a hot second, looked like, oh, this is going to be a good draft. Mac Jones had a good rookie year. Christian Barmore had some big plays by the end of the year. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, you're like, oh, you got a running back there. Like, he hasn't had a very good year. Barmore's probably been the most consistent, I guess, out of those three. Stevenson's had back-to-back good games, so maybe he'll finish the year strong, unlike he did last year. But, yeah, Mac Jones, I, I still think it's going to be him. Here's here's one more. He was asked if it's unfair to not know who will be the starting quarterback. Mac, would it be unfair to the quarterbacks if you didn't know who was going to start right up until Sunday? Uh, I've seen it all, so I'm not really uh, <laughs> worried about that. I think, uh, like I said, I'm going to control what I can control, and uh, my attitude and my effort every day is going to be very important, and attention to detail and preparation and feeling confident regardless. You know, um, At the end of the day, I, like I said, I've seen – a lot of different things play out and a lot of different competitions and all that stuff. So I've learned a lot from different people. And my my main point is that you can only control what you can control. There you go. Oof. Take that to the bank. That beginning? I've seen it all. <laughs> seen it all. I feel like that was like a, a little shot. I know. It's like you're 25 years old. You've seen it all? This is your third year in the league. It's been a rough few years for Mac Jones here at the Patriots. That's actually a good point. You know? He's like, you ever had a defensive coordinator call your offensive plays? <laughs> I've seen it all. <laughs> I've seen it all. Oh, this guy, he needs to get out of here as bad as anybody. Like, he needs to go somewhere else and see what can happen. All right, you can join us, 617-779-7937. We'll have the uh, bet du jour coming up. We'll, we'll do something a little bit different. Instead of picking something for tonight, Let's pick all three of the Thanksgiving games and talk about those games a little bit as well. Of course, you got the uh, triple header of football games tomorrow. So we'll pick those coming up next on the Rich Keefe Show here on WEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEI and check out WEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Is the Super Bowl, but the difference is it's just two guys playing that they did in the studio. Usually send they verses back to me and they be terrible, just like a two-year-old. I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who the gold. I'm like, go ahead, say it then. Who the goat? Who the goat? Who the goat? Who the goat? Who you really rooting for? Like a kid that had bad from January to November. Back here on the Rich Keep Show, W-E-E-I. Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Happy uh, reunion night or whatever you are up to tonight. Uh, maybe you're listening to us. Maybe you're like, you know what? I got, I'm going to carve out some time and listen to the fellas until 10 o'clock. That's right. Hang out with you the know? boys. Hang out with us. You can watch the show on Twitch. Just follow WEI. You get all the shows right there. You can dial us up. 617-779-7937. Started the show talking about the uh, Drew Holiday revenge game. Celtics and Bucks tonight. Uh, also, you got Bruins Panthers tonight, and Patriots facing a must lose game against the Giants on Sunday. But let's get to our bet du jour. What is that great question? It's the bet of the day. But we're going to do something a little bit different. As we have been betting the Monday night football games and the Thursday night football games all year long, and you got the triple header tomorrow. And so let's bet all three of these bad boys and then just include it in the Thursday night football record. So. To get everybody up to date, Stiz leading the way right now, 6-3-1 and one on Thursday Night Football. Oof, let's go. Not bad. I'm 5-4-1, and one, and Andy Hart somehow, someway, is 1-8-1. and one. Wearing that helmet too much, I think. The helmet didn't help him last night. You go to at Rich Keefe Show, Hart in preparation for all, all the high school games tomorrow. 
was in full uniform last night. Looks pretty good. Looks like he got a couple snaps in him left, I'd say. Yeah. A couple, sna- couple, two, three snaps. All right, so you have Lions, Packers, Cowboys, Commanders, and Seahawks, 49ers. So you got three NFC division games tomorrow in that order. Uh, let's start with the first game. Lions are seven and a half point favorites at home against the Green Bay Packers. Stiz, where are you going in that one? So, Lions have won the past three games, but they haven't all been by a lot. They've okay. been a few points. Right. Uh, but I think they're going to pull it off. I'm going to go with uh, Detroit at home. Yeah, I'm going with Detroit as well. And I'll tell you, I know Detroit normally has a really bad team, and now they have a good team, and everybody's like rejoicing. They're like, oh, you know, Thanksgiving game, finally have a good team. And then now, flip side, Packers aren't very good. I've always kind of liked the Lion game. I know, I, listen, they've been trash for years, but... It was an opportunity to watch Barry Sanders every year, and then it was an opportunity to watch Calvin Johnson, and they were they were bad, but there's something about that 12-30 game. Maybe you're stuffing your face with like a couple appetizers. You're like, oh, I'm not going to get too full, for, and then you're still eating all the cheese and everything else that you got out there. <laughs> you have like that as soon as the you, it kicks off, you're, you're drinking your eggnog or your beer or whatever. So I've always kind of liked the early Lion game. I don't get that mad. I know a lot of people are like, they should stop playing on Thanksgiving because they're so bad. But now they're good. And so I'm going with the Lions. I, I asked Hart for all his picks as well, so he's going Lions. So it's a clean sweep. I know that's not great. Yeah, that, yeah, he, that kind of makes me nervous. But a little okay. bit. A little bit. All right, the second game, uh, the Dallas Cowboys at home are favored by 11 against Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. Oh, wow. I saw a 13 and a half. Oh, is it, is it a jump? Right, well, it took, I guess it could depend which, where we're looking. Let but. me see. Let me, let me get an up-to-date here. Oh, no, you're right. 13 and a half. Where was I? Let me let me change that. Let me change that. Holy mackerel! Thirteen and a half. That's a lot of points. I want to go Commanders. Yeah, that's a lot of points. It's just so many points. I mean, I know they're at home, but thirteen and a half. I'm going to take the Cowboys. You are? Yeah, I feel good about it. Hearts taking the Cowboys. Oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel that good. I just feel like it's a division game. I know the Cowboys are. Uh, you know, they're having a good year. They're seven and three. They're undefeated at home. But it like don't you that's where you see some of these like upsets or these like closer games than they should be is these divisional games. So I'll take the uh the commanders there. That's that's just a ton. That's a big spread. Yeah, earlier in the day, I think it was like eleven, or at least when I looked it up originally, it was eleven. Uh then Sunday night football in Seattle, the uh Seahawks are home dogs by seven against the 49ers. I'm going Seahawks. Home dog. I like the home dog. It's a lot of points. Yeah. Divisional games, so same kind of theory. And uh, if it makes you think any differently, Hart's going Niners. So Hart's going just with all the favorites. Yeah, he is. I'm going Niners too. Okay. Yeah, I'm going Niners too. Wow, so this is a big swing week. I got you and you and Hart are in lockstep. Lions, Cowboys, Niners. I'm going Lions, Commanders, Seahawks. I mean, it makes sense to. I mean, those teams, we've seen them all play really, really well at times this year. There's also a Black Friday game, although we're not going to bet that. But the Black Friday game, I think for the first time ever, right, is Dolphins-Jets, 3 o'clock on prime video. Tim Boyle as the starting quarterback. I don't know if people are going to be all fired up for that one, but another uh, another division game. So there you go. Those are That's the, uh, the Thursday slate. Um... Do you have a lean on the Celtics game tonight, Stiz? Because usually we're, I feel like we end up betting that a lot. They are six and a half point favorites. Ooh. I know. I know. 
Oh, Jason Tatum is available tonight, by the way. You know, Celtics. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, ah. Uh, like Drew Holiday. I mean, the Bucks are rolling right now. The Bucks have won five straight. But if Jason Tatum's playing, I guess he doesn't have the trots anymore, or maybe he did. And this is the Drew Holiday revenge game. It is. Everyone's calling it that. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a heck of a game. I also think Jalen Brown's due because what happens with Jalen Brown is he'll have a few bad games in a row, and, and bounce back. just when you're about to be like, "What is this guy? Like, what an overrated player he is!" And then he goes crazy, and you're like, "Oh, you look kind of dumb for saying he sucks." So. Andy Hart hits him up like, hey, man, you're starting to really make me look bad here. Hart, for the first time, was actually listening to criticisms yesterday. He was like, I understand that is a criticism of Jalen Brown, and I'm not going to argue it. I was like, (laughs) okay, wow. We made some real strides. Speaking of Hart, yesterday on the show, we tiered Thanksgiving foods. Too good not to bring back, especially on the night before Thanksgiving. So we'll hear that later on in the program. But you guys can still dial us up. Turn our attention back to the uh, the Patriots and their ridiculous quarterback situation. 617-779-7937. The number to jump aboard here on Thanksgiving Eve. One hour down, three hours to go on the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI.